You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. It is upon us. Yes, we've had four games the last two days. The play-in games, whatever. The tournament starts fucking today. I'm fired up for it. You're fired up for it. I'm hours away from heading down to the sports book here at the Venetian to consume 12 straight hours of college basketball. It's my favorite time of year. And I'm going to go over a lot of the stuff that I've already told you, but it's some last-minute things, stats, information that you might want to incorporate either into your bracket or either into some gambling for you. I'm going to go over my picks in each region, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Go over today's schedule and what I'm looking at today. And we will get to that momentarily. All right, now, yesterday, two blowouts. Absolutely wasn't even close. Fairly Dickinson, the Dick, they blew out Texas Southern by 23, and Arizona State blitzed Nevada by 25, and both games were over in the first half. So not much to talk about there. Today, right off the bat, you know I've talked about it all week, 9.40 Pacific time tip-off, second game of the day, Number 13 seed Furman, the, the Paladins, versus fourth seeded Virginia. I've liked the Paladins all week. The line actually went up yesterday. It's now Paladins are getting six. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just crazy here, and I'm going to start my week off in a horrible manner. But I've been digging the Paladins for three weeks now. You know this. I've been talking about them nonstop. Let's hope they can pull out a victory today against the Virginia Cavaliers. Boo-hoo-hoos. First game of the day tips off West Virginia, Maryland. Don't really have much of thoughts on that. Utah State, Missouri. Here's the deal. I like Utah State. I think they're the better team. However, the Mountain West Conference has been absolute dog shit in the tournament. After Nevada got blown out yesterday, Mountain West Conference has lost 10 straight games in the NCAA tournament. And now I'm laying one and a half or two points with Utah State. Uh, that worries me. I still like them. I got to believe the Mountain West is going to win a game at some point. There's only two of them left now in the tournament. San Diego State, who is hosting College of Charleston later today, and Utah State, because Nevada clearly out of the tournament after that performance last night. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the fourth game of the morning is Howard against Kansas. We all know Kansas is going to win that game. I don't really screw around with the uh, one seeds and if the one seeds are going to cover it's just it's no not for me and then in the second set of four games today texas a&m corpus christi taking on alabama again that's a 16 and a one not going to screw with that college of charleston the 12 seed against san diego state i know college of charleston is a darling pick for a lot of people right now I don't see it. I've watched San Diego State play enough times, and I know I just said the Mountain West has absolutely stunk it up in the tournament. They haven't won a game in the tournament since 2018. If Utah State doesn't do it, i got to believe San Diego State does. I just think it comes to an end, that streak. San Diego State's the better team. College of Charleston, nice story, 31-3 and during the year. They shoot a lot of threes, but they don't make a lot of threes. And San Diego State is a lockdown defensive team. Not as good as some of the teams in the past of San Diego State. But they've got some bruisers on their team. And I just, 
I know 512 is a uh, is a chic pick for the upset, but there's three other 512 games that might be better to go with uh, picking a 12 seed. I just don't like College of Carlson today because one, a lot of people are on it, and two, not my cup of tea. Princeton Arizona is a 215 matchup. I think Princeton can give Arizona fits. They're not going to win the game, but they can stay within the number on this one. Actually, I don't even know what the number is. I probably should have brought that up. And then Illinois Arkansas a 9-8 matchup is the set as the um is the fourth game of the second set of games. So that's halfway through. Don't really have much of a play on that. And then when we start the night session, we've got Auburn and Iowa. Oral Roberts and Duke. This one I've gone back and forth on. Oral Roberts, the money is coming in on them. I think people want to see them win. But Duke is playing a lot better. They've won nine in a row. Now, I, I you know, I say they have won nine in a row and they're playing better. Oral Roberts comes into the tournament with the most wins, consecutive wins, of any team in the tournament. They've won 18 in a row. But it's also in Summit League. You know, they aren't playing an ACC schedule. I'm probably going to end up passing on this. I just, it's like I want Oral Roberts to win and at least cover, but if Duke blew them out, I wouldn't be surprised. And I just probably want to sit back and watch this one. Colgate, I absolutely will take the 13 and a half points with Colgate over Texas today. I think that's too many points for the best three point shooting team in the nation. And you can say to me, Steve, they're the best three point shooting team in the nation because they play in the Patriot League. Have they ever played a defense like Texas? The answer? No, they haven't. But I just don't think they're all of a sudden going to go two for 26. They're going to make three-pointers. And especially at the end of the game, if Texas is up, you know, 16, 17, 18 points with two, three minutes left in the game, Texas isn't going to be like, okay, we need to lock down their three-point shooters because they can get back into this. No. Colgate's going to have a lot of chances to get into the back door on this game and I think they do it. I think this is a game where Texas probably is up big late and then either calls off the dogs or puts in their subs, and Colgate is still firing up threes as the best three-point shooting team in the nation, and they get the backdoor cover and lose this game by, you know, 9 to 12 points. That's the way I see this one. Boise State Northwestern, not much of a, a play here or a thought on this one. However, just know this, Boise State is a very good three-point shooting team, and Northwestern sometimes couldn't hit the uh, couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat because they sometimes score forty five points a game. They have trouble scoring the basketball. Then the late session, you've got again number one seeds playing. Um, yeah, all uh, sorry, one number one seeds playing Houston against the Norse for Northern Kentucky again. I, I think with Houston, all comes down to Marcus Sasser's health. He's the best player on that team. He's the MVP of the American Athletic Conference. If he doesn't play at all in this tournament, Houston is not winning the national championship. It's not going to happen. You can't lose your best player before the tournament and win six straight games. Not going to happen. But we don't know. Kelvin Sampson, the head coach of Houston, said, I would have played him against Memphis in the AAC championship, but I wanted to, for cautionary reasons, hold him out. I don't know. When I saw him slip, I thought he looks like he got shot in the groin. So that could be coach speak. We'll see. And they might not play him against the 16th seed because they don't need to. Maybe they will sit him and play him on Saturday. We'll see. The number 13, uh, Louisiana against Tennessee. That's later on tonight. You know I love uh, the Raging Cajuns in that one. 
I'll take the 11. I went up to 11 and a half now. I'm sorry. I'm not laying any. I'm not laying 11 and a half points with a Tennessee team in the tournament uh, that's without its best player. And the guy yeah, that makes things go is Zakai Ziegler. So can't do it. Penn State, I do like against Texas A&M. And then the late game, the last game of the night, UNC Asheville against UCLA. Again, UCLA is going to win the game. But whether or not they cover, not something I'm particularly you know, looking at at that one. I just, it's not a game I'm going to bet. So if you're looking at my betting games today, definitely going with Furman. Probably go a little small on Utah State. Going to take San Diego State. Going to take Louisiana and a little small, and, 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 and then also Colgate. So those are my four. Three dogs and a favorite. So there you go. Now, some stats for you that I have read over the last couple days, but in case you are rushing to the window and you need to get some stuff in, here you go. Remember, number one seeds have won the NCAA championship the last five years. So with that said, if... If it holds to form, either Alabama, Houston, Kansas, or Purdue are winning it all this year. You can pretty much cross off Purdue. They're not going to win the national championship. They haven't even been in the Final Four in like 50 years. They're not going to win it. Alabama, this is their tournament to lose. They are the best team in the nation. It's why they're the number one overall seed. We can talk about the Brandon Miller story all we want. The bottom line is he's playing this whole tournament. So as long as he's playing and he doesn't get hurt, They're the best team. Does the best team always win the NCAA championship? No. Last year, Kansas won it, and that wasn't even the best team they've had in the last five years. So, um, But credit to them. I'm not taking away their national championship game, but I've seen better teams from Kansas in the past. Houston does have a chance to win it if Marcus Sasser is healthy. That's like one of the biggest keys right now to find out if he is or not. And we won't know that until he plays. Also, if you're picking out of your brackets, number two seeds have not reached a title game since 2016. Has not happened. So, UCLA, Marquette, Arizona, Texas, all teams that I know a lot of people have going to the National Championship game, just know they haven't even been to the National Championship game in six years. A five seed has never won the NCAA tournament, ever. Keep that in mind. The last team... That was located in the mountain time zone or the Pacific time zone to win the national championship was Arizona in 1997. 26 years since a team has won the national championship that resided west of Texas. So that's not good. (laughs) Um, Remember, if you're filling out your brackets, a double-digit seed has reached the Sweet 16 every year since 2008. And most of the time, it's multiple ones. So I know a lot of people, you know, the people that like College of Charleston could have them advancing again because what if Furman beats Virginia and College of Charleston beats San Diego State? Then you're guaranteed a double-digit seed is getting to the Sweet 16 because those two would play each other. Same in the Midwest region. Miami plays Drake. Indiana plays Kent State. Kent State is a game I love tomorrow night. It's the second-to-last game on the schedule, but I love them tomorrow night. Drake is another game that I like. But that line is dropping because Miami's one of Miami's guards looks like they're going to be out for the game. So that's another one I know people are looking at. People do like VCU and Iona, and then, of course, Louisiana Lafayette. I like them as well. So I think those are your best bets of getting to the Sweet 16. Maybe. Can a 14 seed do it? Can Montana State upset Kansas State? Possible. Um, I think UCSB. 
Uh, they don't play till Friday, but that's another team that I'm really looking at. I really think they're one of the early games on Friday. I think UCSB can absolutely beat Baylor. Baylor is coming into the game not playing well at all. They've lost their last two games. I don't like the fact that their guard play isn't what it used to be. They're not the defensive juggernaut that they were in 2020 when they stifled Gonzaga in the national championship game. I can see UCSB at least hanging in there, and they're getting 10.5 points. So that'll be a game I can tell you right now I'm on tomorrow morning. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, tomorrow morning, Friday morning, UCSB plus 10.5 against Baylor. A 7 seed has lost to a 10 seed at least once in 24 of the last five tournaments. The 12 has beaten the 5 seed 33 times in the last 20 tournaments. That's They have a 33-47 and 47 record. The last time all, five, all four number 5 seeds won was 2018. Before that, it was before 2010. So you got to believe a 12 is going to beat a 5. Those 12-5 matchups right now, Drake against Miami, Charleston against San Diego State, Oral Roberts against Duke, VCU against St. Mary's. Man, <laughs> I mean, just my opinion, you know I'm picking San Diego State today, so I don't like Charleston. Drake over Miami is one I'm definitely looking at. I still like St. Mary's, um, and I still like I still like Duke. So I'm only picking one 12 over five, and that's Drake over Miami. And that line is one and a half. So that shows you that Vegas knows that is expected to be a very close game. Four seeds have only swept the 13 seed twice in the last five years. So that means three of the last five years, a 14 seed has beaten a three. That's Grand Canyon and Gonzaga. Gonzaga, <laughs> Montana State and Kansas State. UC Santa Barbara and Baylor. Oh, I thought that was the 13. Yeah, yeah. UC Santa Barbara and Baylor and Kennesaw State and Xavier. I don't like Kennesaw State. I don't think they're there just quite yet. This is a team that won one game three years ago. I, I don't think they're going to beat Xavier in the tournament. Grand Canyon, I don't think, can beat Gonzaga. Montana State on Kansas State is definitely a game. That's not till Friday, but that's a game I can see happening. Uh, I can see that upset, and I told you I like UCSB tomorrow as well. But those four thirteen games, um, two of them are to- two of them are today, two of them are tomorrow. And the biggest upset you can pick in your bracket since 2010, I've said this all week, I'll say it again. Since 2010, 11 seeds have beaten the sixth seed 26 out of 48 times. They are 26 and 22 since 2010. So you might as well pick at least two 11 seeds to beat sixes. And those games are Pitt against Iowa State. They are ASU against TCU. Those are both on Friday. All these games are on Friday, so we have, we'll go over these tomorrow. But Providence against Kentucky, NC State, and Creighton. Man, the only one I really, really like is Pitt. I don't think ASU is going to beat TCU. TCU has been my team for a while now. You know that. Providence, Kentucky, I don't like Providence's defense. Kentucky is so up and down. They could win that game by 20, and they could lose it by 10. I just don't know what I'm getting with Kentucky, so maybe Providence, you take a flyer on them. NC State, Creighton. Creighton's one of my teams I have going to the Elite Eight, and in some of my brackets I have them going to the Final Four. So maybe I need to rethink that one because 11s beat six more often than they lose. Like I said, all three 14 matchups are on Friday. All the 6-11 matchups are on Friday. 
the four thirteen games and the five and twelve games. You got two of them today and two of them tomorrow. And here's what I'll remind you of in regards to bracket upsets. There is a good chance at the end of the day today, if you filled out a bracket, you're going to have a good record because three of the number one seeds and three of the number two seeds play today. So assuming a 16 doesn't beat a one, which has only happened once in the history of college basketball, and a 15 doesn't beat a two, which has only happened, I believe, eight or ten times, then you're looking at 6-0 and already assuming you pick the one, those ones and those twos. So keep that in mind. It's why I think some, it's why I think like, okay, that gives us 10 games today where a higher seeded team is going to win. And those 10 games are West Virginia, Maryland, Furman, Virginia, Utah State, Missouri, Charleston, San Diego State, Illinois, Arkansas, Auburn, Iowa, Oral Roberts, Duke, Boise State, Northwestern, Louisiana, Tennessee, Penn State, A&M. Those are your 10 games where... I'll just put out a prediction right now. We'll, we'll relive it tomorrow if I can remember. But of those 10 games, so I'm wiping out the, all the number one seeded games today and all the number two seeded games today. Wipe those out. I will say this. Of those 10 games, I'm going to say at least... I'm going to go five. I'm going to say at least five of those games the higher-seeded team will win. So let's see. Which five? I wish I knew. Then I'd be rich. And you'd be rich, too, because you'd follow me. But that's a, that's a lot going into today. Um, I, I just, I'm beside myself. This is my, I think, you know what's crazy? For as big as a college basketball fan as I am, I just never came for March Madness to Vegas just never did it. I don't know why. And then I started in 2017. So outside of COVID, when the tournament was canceled, I've been here every year for the first Thursday and Friday, the first weekend of college basketball. I've been here. And it's, I can't stress it enough, it's it's a lot of fun. Yes, if you're not a huge college basketball fan and you don't want to stare and look at TV screens for 12 hours, maybe it's not for you. <laughs> but it is for me. And uh, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this, assuming Furman gets me off to a good start. Put it this way. If Furman loses, now, also take into consideration, I'm going to be teasing them eight points. So, yeah. They could lose, but if they lose by six or more, man, eh, that'll suck. As long as they keep it under 14, I should be good to go. Or at least I won't get killed. But... Boy, it would be nice to get off to it'd be a nice upset to start the to start the tournament this year if Furman can beat Virginia, which I really think they have a good chance to do. So let's all hope for that. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. We got to get this podcast out to as many people as possible. The more people to hear it, the more downloads we get, the better we are. I'm gonna continue this thing. Be back tomorrow to wrap up. What happened in today's games and look forward to Friday's games. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.